Today, I'm speaking with Maximilian Alvarez. He's the editor-in-chief at Real News Network, and he hosts the podcast Working People, which focuses on working-class lives in 21st century America. In every episode, you'll hear interviews with workers from around the country, from all walks of life. And they talk about their life stories, their jobs, politics, and families, their joys and hopes and frustrations. Max, it's a great pleasure to be talking to you this evening. And could you tell me a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and what led you to organize labor? Shout out to everyone at the Labor Radio Podcast Network, which anyone watching should check out um, and check out all the shows. My name is Maximilian Alvarez. I am the editor-in-chief at The Real News Network, like you said. And I have been making Working People, the show, for I think three going on four years now. And, you know, I'm, I'm originally from Southern California. I've mentioned this on the show a lot of times that I grew up very Catholic and very conservative. And I'm, I'm the son of, you know, a Mexican immigrant who himself grew up dirt poor, became a citizen in the 1980s and, you know, married my mom. And on my mom's side, you know, there were a lot of stories of poverty and struggle as well. And so that was very much kind of baked into our family history and all the stories that we would hear from family members growing up. And so there was, you know, I think a very strong class consciousness, at least in terms of like how our family understood our history and the struggle of kind of providing the life that, that myself and my siblings were able to live. And, you know, that really kind of started to become a, a major point of fascination for me as our family went through, I think, one of its most trying times which was a, t a trying time for millions and millions of people during the Great Recession, you know, in 2007, 2008, and in the years uh, afterwards, right? You know, our family had, had kind of fought and clawed its way to the middle class, and in the blink of an eye, that all went away. And, you know, it was, it was during that period when our family had essentially lost everything. And I noticed that we, we were, in fact, kind of losing ourselves and losing each other in that very process, right? We were, we were receding into ourselves. We weren't giving ourselves the kind of time and space and care to talk about what we were going through, the trauma that we were all experiencing. Instead, we were doing what, you know, capitalism encourages us to do, which is to internalize these deeply systemic failures as, as ultimately very personal failures, that, that it was all our fault and that we had no one to blame but ourselves. And we punished ourselves for that. And I could see it in my father. I could see it in my mom. I felt it in myself. And so what I wanted to do was use the medium of podcasting to provide you know, a chance for people like my, my dad, who was the very first guest I ever had on the show, to open up and talk about what they were going through. Because I noticed that when my dad was driving Uber, he was talking to like the people that he was driving. And it was then that he actually realized when he was talking to his passengers that, you know, he, he would just talk to them about their lives. And he realized that he was driving people his age to their second or third job. He was driving people who came from the same place that he did, who had also lost everything it was then that he realized he wasn't alone and that it wasn't all his fault and that this was a deeply systemic crisis that you know working people had suffered the results of and that really kind of reminded me of the power of workers talking to one another sharing their stories and and kind of showing their scars to one another and listening to one another 
you know, there's real power in that. There's real power to build worker solidarity in sharing those stories and in and genuinely listening to one another, giving each other that kind of gift. And that's really what working people is all about, is, is a space for people to feel heard, to feel seen, and to, you know, have their stories and their lives connect with those of anyone who's listening. Looking into the future of organized labor, where do you see opportunity and hope? We are fighting a very uphill battle as we always have been. But what encourages me, not only through the many people that I've talked to on my show, right? You mentioned the, the shipbuilder in Maine, Jamie Belfler, right? She's a, she's a, you know, our age. She's like in her young 30s and was helping lead this strike, one of the longest private sector strikes in, in recent American history. And they won what they wanted. They got what they needed during a pandemic, right? And, and they got it with help from people like us in the media who are helping kind of break the media silence around this strike, right? There are people like her who are fighting for what's right, fighting for her coworkers. There are people like Vanessa Bain, who is herself a gig worker and organizer with the Gig Workers Collective out in California, who like Vanessa is like a real life hero, right? She is working with these other gig workers. I mean, there are so many amazing folks over there that I, I, I would leave too many out if I tried to name them. But these are people who I'm taking inspiration from. These are people who are getting knocked down time after time and time again by these fucking companies and they keep getting back up and and building more numbers, right? They keep kind of finding more people and strengthening their message. And if that doesn't give you hope that, you know, like the labor movement will never be, you know, kind of permanently put down, then I don't know what does. Maximilian Alvarez. Thank you for all that you're doing, raising working class voices and strengthening union solidarity. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Shout out to the Labor Radio Podcast Network.